Sports fans rejoice. You're listening to my team, my voice with MTMV Sports. What is good, everybody? This is Ross Jackson from Locked On Saints. You are listening to MTMV Sports. My team, my voice, your team, their voice. They got you covered every day, every time that you need it. Keep it locked. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the MTMV Live Sports Show. We have an amazing show today. We have a lot to talk about. We have WNBA draft. We have the NFL news, and we have fight nights with the boy, the man, the voice. So let's get to it, and we're gonna have a great show. Again, good evening, everyone. We're starting the show with ladies on top talking about what the WNBA draft. Yes. Yes. Monday, 2022 WNBA draft. And I know my girl C and I were both glued to that TV (laughs) watching to see who is going to what team. You know, I'm a New York girl, so my liberty, I was paying attention. I want to see how we can bounce back. But see, I know you are the WNBA queen, honey. So I need you to tell me which teams do you think got much better? Well, first, I want to send our love and prayers over to BG. You know, we wouldn't be a WNBA without her. Yes. Um, and for this WNBA draft, I would say the Indiana Fever definitely. Oh, definitely, yeah. Definitely did what they wanted to by rebuilding. I don't even know where to begin. They got the number two pick, four picks altogether. Mm-hmm. They got number Picking two, up. Melissa Smith. She's a champion. She can defend. She can create her own shot. Then we have, oh, then we have my girl, Henny. I have to talk, even though she went 20th, oh. even though she went 20th, but she came out there looking like in. a bag of money. Money, 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 money. Did you see her fit though? Man, I, I know was like, I- can I pull off that blue? I don't know if I can. I'm pretty cool. You know with the, the custom-made sneakers? Oh, she was fly. That's what I'm talking about. So I just think that type of energy with her game to the Indiana Fever, they also got Lexi Ho. What? She went six. I was so shocked. I screamed at the top of my lungs because I was not expecting Lexi Ho to go six. No way. Like, Tell me, you wasn't shocked? Did you really think she? I thought she was gonna go like in the third round. To be honest, I didn't yeah, think she I, was. I thought she go was like, pretty early. I was like, okay, did y'all see something we didn't see? But okay, hey, I mean, she's spicy. She can defend. She can shoot behind the arc. I mean, so I get it. But I just wasn't over what was still left. I was exactly Ooh. what was still there. I was pretty shocked. I was like, okay, they must saw something that we didn't see. What was? Your, I would say, the biggest moment for you. Hmm. Besides the drip, I would say I like that they took the time to address Brittany Griner. I was, I like, because everybody stopped talking about the situation. The whole draft itself, I was there from start to finish, just sitting there like, I liked how smoothly everything ran. As someone who watches the WM, the NBA draft and the uh, NFL draft, everything's choppy. There's a lot of different movements. But I like that the women, because that's us, we do. 
get get in, get out. I loved how smooth that was. Though that was the transitions were great. I was very, I like Nyara for um, the Liberty, so mm-hmm. I'm excited about that. I can't wait to see her play, and I can't wait to see hopefully a healthy Sabrina come back, so that I can really get to see. Then you have Stephanie Dawson. Yes. And then um, you have Dee Dee Richards, you have Natasha Howard, you still have Benija Laney. So every, I, like each squad, Atlanta Dream with the number one draft pick, Ryan Howard, oh, and yeah. Nas Hillman over with Erica Rayla, Monique, excuse me, Erica Wheeler, Monique Billings. It's, mm, I don't know, but the Fever definitely stole the, oh, the Fever, draft. Fever stole the show. You're definitely right. Definitely stole the show. I, yeah. um, Which team I don't think any I don't think any team was a bad move because everyone picked a team to make their roster 100% better. Facts. Every team picked a a player to make um, their squad 100% better and and a team that can contend and win a championship. I believe that um, each team took the time to build their team to the draft and add more pieces that are necessary. So I don't see a team made a bad move. I think everybody now, I think everybody made pretty decent moves to improve their teams, but I'm not, I can't say the word bad because we don't know until we see the transfer over from college to the pros. That's when we can actually make a decision later on in the season if a, if a move was bad. But no, I think um, based off of what we saw on, the, on their collegiate level, I think these um, ladies are ready for the, um, the, the big stage. So I'm ready. I'm, I can't wait to see how this season goes. And um, we already know which players stole the head the headlines. We already made it, we, we already know what it is, but I want to know who you think it is. If, if we are the same, okay, so we are the same page. Henny, <laughs> did that I mean, just from I mean, there were so many people that looked nice though, because Emily inside looked that black suit was shining, she looked tough. Uh Shakira was her energy she brought, she stayed hundred percent to who she was, she mm-hmm. looked nice. And shout out to Amisha Williams Holiday. She was from Jackson State, mm-hmm. HBCU. Hey, all HBCU now. Hasn't drafted a WNBA player in 20 yes. years. So shout out that's for you guys. I was, oh, wow. I was like, I know that's right. So we're getting the recognition that recognition, excuse me, that we need. Yes. And we now see in. HBCUs get their names on the platform as well. That was huge to me. I, I, that was exciting to me. Besides um, our girl Henny with the, the amazing drip. Again, all the ladies look really well, look really pretty. All of them came and showed out. And that's what I like to see. I, you don't see it as often in a draft. Everybody come dripped out and looking good. And again, it's a big day for these um, these kids. So I'm going to call them kids because they're younger than me. But like all these kids. But um, that that wasn't necessary. That, I think I was say to see clean cut women of all different kinds, and that was dope to see. That that's so that stole the headline for me. Just how everybody looked. Besides, my our girl came and did that. But like that was big to me. So overall, how do you feel about the WNBA draft? Do you feel like we're moving in the right direction, or do you feel like there still need to be improvement? Um, I think there still needs to be improvement. I know it comes with more money and more sponsors, but the fact that some winners that won that was not there, like that shouldn't happen. Like, mm-hmm. even if you know they win, have them backstage or something. I know, like, 
the funding and you only can invite so many people to the WNBA draft, but it's just like, I want to be like, like she, Lexi said, she felt snubbed not to be invited. And then she goes sick. So it's just like, everyone should be having that moment of being invited, even if you don't get drafted, but just to be there. So I think that's a step in the direction that we need to have because the men's definitely not like that. Oh no. Everybody's there. <laughs> they could be sitting there just all like all the weekend and be fine. But mm-hmm. yeah, I agree with you. I definitely think there's more funding put in so that they can have a bigger um, area so they could host a bigger draft because the, if you saw like the room itself, like the ballroom itself, wasn't that large. I think they need to definitely find more space so that they can have more athletes come in and get, like you say, have their name called and be on that big stage. That's their moment. The draft is their moment. So I do think that they got to be put more money towards that. Again, we need more sponsoring and we need, you know, our NBA brothers to help out. Mm, Definitely do. Those contracts be deep. You know, you can donate a few. Tom Brady, since you're calling WNBA draftees after, after the game, after, you know, them getting drafted and you're telling them congratulations, that's dope. You got called by the GOAT, Miss um, Burton. But don't now donate some money, okay? Exactly. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Put some money behind those calls. Let's make some more actions happen, okay? I agree with you one hundred percent. And my last question about the WNBA draft: Do you think we need more reporters there? Because there was a lot of women there reporting. I know Renee Washington was there reporting. I know a few uh, other people that um close to my circle that were there. Do you think we need more reporters or we need better reporters? Because some people were not feeling the young lady who was talking to the draftees after they were picked. How do you feel about that? Just some of the things she would mention, like, oh, when you wasn't invited here before, like, you, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. You don't need to say what they didn't do. They're here now. It's the most the moment now. I just, yes, more people definitely need to be covering. We need to be covering. So I, okay. I feel no, as though they should open up to, you know, the whole process as any other tournament or any to just give the opportunity because you guys want to grow your sport, the organization, women's basketball in general. Why not bring other media just because they're not major? It doesn't matter. Just get your name out there regardless. So I I think that it should be more media um, and even more men, not just women media, yes. men media as well. Because they carry a lot of fan base behind them. So bring us, bring y'all to the women's side. Just like we have our phenomenal women on the men's side. We need, you know, our, our men to come over to the women's side and start reporting more, be at more events. I agree with you 100% because we see Stephen A. Smith at every NBA draft, at every NBA game pretty much. Stephen A., how about you come to WNBA draft and do some reporting there? You know, show your ladies some love because you know you love the ladies too. And right. when we come back, we're going to have the full 94 podcast on here, giving us some of that NBA action. And we'll be right back.
Boy, first time that was too dope. That was too dope. Ooh. Hey, bro. What's going on, family? Full 94 and full effect. How you feeling? Hey, we, we back together again, guys. Hey, man. Look you know this. Hey, man, stop. you start working so hard and get on the podcast, we had to worry about that. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I respect the hustle, respect the grind, brother. Hey, look, look. It, it, it is real. It is upon us. The playoffs are here, and the play-in tournament has started. First, let's identify what the play-in tournament is. Seven, eight, ninth, and tenth, play, and tenth place teams play each other for those two remaining spots. Seventh place plays eighth place for seventh. Loser of that game plays the winner of the nine and ten for eighth place. I know it can be confusing. Slow it down, rewind to do what you got to do, but that is what the play in tournament is. My question to you are you excited about the play in tournament and do you still like the idea? Knowing it's we're only in the second year of it, right? Still understanding it. Last year we had is the third year, third year. I think last year we didn't. I thought it was uh, a Ron and Steph last year. No. So we, we're in the third year of it because I think they I think they implemented just a little bit in in the bubble time. So I so we're in the third year of it. You might, you might, you might, you might be correct. You might be correct. So I, I I love I love the idea. I love how it, how it is played. Do you still like the idea? And do you like the excitement that it brings with those four teams playing each other for those last two spots? Talk to me. I'm gonna skip on Connie because he's shaking his head. I want you to get your thoughts together. See. <laughs> Tell of me course. how you feel about the playing tournament. Of course. Because, like yes, I do. Okay. You have Keep to compete on. The playoffs, you already have an edge on your shoulder. So if you really want to get into the playoffs, you're going to win these games. And all year round, we get boring games. So this is where actually NBA starts for me. Because I get to see the hunger, the grit, not careless fouls. You yeah. know, more basketball being played. You know, you know LaMelo lost tonight, right? <laughs> didn't really <laughs> have a good game. To them hawks, my boy. Hey, got got put got put on the head. Twenty nine, boy. Oh Lord Jesus, and the tray, Mister Lamelo, man. Ain't you a ball man? Oh Lord That's Jesus, why he said it. Talk to me, Connie. Why why do you feel the way that you feel about the playing tournament? Tell me why. Because because the playing tournament is something that that you know if we have more teams. We only got thirty teams. Say if we say if we get say if we get four more markets. Then playing tournament will make sense. But we won't have we won't have the four additional markets. Four markets that I think we should bring in, Seattle. Another one, probably, probably, um, probably somewhere in Grand Rapids. And then I like, we, I like we, Seattle. And then we get Jacksonville on board. And then let's let's go ahead and let's, let's go ahead and make let's go ahead and mix it up a little bit. Let's Jacksonville? Like a, yeah, let's get Jacksonville. And then let's, what? Let's, let's, uh, let's mix it up. Let's mix it up just a little Don't bit. We got three teams down there. And let's get a Hawaii team. This way, this way, this way, we have we'll have we'll have mark we'll have more Keep markets. On, we'll have more markets and more places for these four players to go to, because clearly we're starting to see a a, a surge of players coming up. Now, how what does that have to do with the playing tournament? I, I'm glad you asked. Look, you get you go ahead and get these teams. Oh well, thank you, thank you for asking. Anyway. You get these players, you get these teams in here, right? And once you get these teams in here, like, yo, man, we can do the playing tournament, one and done, boom. Hey, first round, and let it, instead of it going to instead of it going to seven great uh, seven game series, let's make the first round another one and done, and then the second round will start off with the seven game series. That way, boom, boy, we be in there. 
we be in there. Instead but what, what you're winning. asking is what you get in the playing tournament. No, you're yeah. But he, but here's the thing about the playing tournament that I, I, I just I just cannot I just cannot ride with. Talk to me. It's you know what I'm saying you know if you know you want to put if you know you want to, if you know for sure you want to put in that H seed in there, bro. Put the, put the H seed in there. You know what I'm saying you, if you know for sure you want the A C to be in there, put the A C in there. You know what I mean? Are you are you talking to the politics of the NBA? Yeah, to the politics of the NBA. If you know that's, that's sure what it sounds like. It's not like you're talking about these games are fixed. Yeah, I'm just saying, like, you know you for sure you want the, the guy season? in there. Get the guy Leave in it. there. Did you know watch the season? Leave it to Connie to bring up conspiracy theories about the NBA <laughs> on full 94. <laughs> so we had two playing so games. Okay, so we tell me two that, playing games yesterday. Yeah. So that great rappers, they have a G League team. <laughs> Thank you, voice. I, I, this is what I'm thinking. Now, my question to you at, the, at this point, what matchups are you excited about? I love seeing Trey go up against LaMelo tonight and Trey put a hurting on the head. The Hawks, I mean, just went, went crazy in the third quarter. But what is, does that look like? Like Cleveland and Brooklyn, I was not excited for. Me too, I but it, I was excited about the was, Clippers and the um, Minnesota. That I game was a Pat Bev. A nuisance. I could hey. not deal with that's why I don't play basketball because I could not deal with like get out of my face, move away from me. Big facts. Big facts. <laughs> that's what he was doing all game. But that's yes, what that's what Pat Bev does. Shout out to Pat Bev. So here's the shout to Pat Bev because it was a team win tonight with the Atlanta Hawks because everyone at halftime. Probably was about in double figures. It was good. bro. Let's yeah. shout, let's shout out Pat Bev real quick because what what a lot of people don't That's know. That's a big fact. Okay, look, he, let, let's just to I'm sorry, just to briefly talk to Will's comment. The Wolves won a championship last night and told nobody. It's been a while since they've been successful. They are they are celebrating the ride right now, and I'm I'm not mad at them. I'm not. Mm-hmm. I like cat. I like the every, like they Clippers went on a run Anthony every time. It. It, it was a great win. Even I, with I Anthony just, having coach. a terrible Anyone. game, yeah, Towns. I mean, Carl Anthony Towns. Yeah, yeah. Tyloo's not a good coach. Um, I love, I love what they're doing and how they're doing. I'm excited about it because it's something that we get to get to see differently at the end of a season. And for seven, you know, four teams fighting for two spots, you got you kind of get that 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 March Madness type of feel. Yes. You know what I mean? And 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 that's what I like when people come to it. KD came into the game last night and was. So you call Avery, you call. It- what you see him jumper? Like what? Oh man, this whole effort. Yo, yo, Kyrie was in his bag yesterday. Definitely in his bag. What'd you say, Connie? You gonna call it April Chaos? Hey, I'm cool with that. April I, Chaos. I, I like it. I like it. I mean, it's yeah, it's, three, it's four days. It's four days worth, and you you gonna you run to the playoffs this weekend. So I am excited. I understand that Brooklyn is gonna come in the seventh spot, and you're gonna see they're going against the Celtics. Um, Atlanta just put a hurting on Hornets, so they're going to be playing for the A spot. Um, I'm ready for the playoffs, sure, even man. though my my boys ain't in it. I'm ready. I'm ready for the playoffs. I want to so see. Ready. I'm, I'm ready to see what's going to happen because we know the NBA playoffs. It gets hard. It gets crazy, and people play for real, for real. So I'm excited about it. You got to be excited about it, bro. And before we go, like I said, I need to give a shout out to Patrick Beverly. So one thing that a lot of people don't know, he, you know, he started overseas before he came over. A big fact to the NBA. So, so his journey was a, was a big one. It was a big one. So we always talk about, yeah, he black Air Force energy and all that. You know yeah. what? He deserved. It. You, you deserve to be, man. be you black gotta be Air man. Force man of the year. 
You gotta be. You want more of this? You want more of this every Saturday, 10 a.m. Come check us out. Full 94 here on MTMV Sports. Peace. Yeah, they said my T out here with a cheat sheet, dog. Hit a hundred when I press it. Promise you don't really wanna see these bars. Watch out, you might get arrested. Me, my OG used to hoop on Lee Street, dog, till they started moving records. I can't verify unless you verify your homie. Please not asking for my blessing. Until everybody in the see God, I can't stop, I'm too invested. Police out here killing unarmed preteen law. Why they gotta shoot pedestrians? It's too much estrogen. Abusing weapons, they don't do no question. Ninja, pew, 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 too aggressive. You too excessive. Should've stay home if you was stressing. Just another RP in the group. Messages out of bounds, bad from a few. Deficits, father guy made me new. It's evident you don't play a part. Then we finna have to part. Cause you know the light and dark don't do. Togetherness told the old me to get a new. Residents keep the fanny clothes on do. Pessimists lead the beat. Started, I done seen the deep water by the DT. Walking in the new testament. Murder, killing, hurting children, burning, building churches, stealing, worse intentions, turn to villain, cursing women, circle sinning, blurry vision, serving sentences, the serpent hissing, listen, perkins, and persons, purpose missing, if you hurt conviction, but you out here doing it, and that's what you want, don't hit my phone, cause I don't want nothing to do with it. What's happening, good people? This is Will T, back with the curator of MTMV Combat Sports. The Voice, how you feeling good, sir? You on mute, sir. Voice, can you hear me? I can hear you, and I'm mm-hmm. unmuted now. It's your man, the myth, the legend, the voice. You know, I had to uh, to create a, a little bit of, of dramatic pause there so that my entrance will be a grand one. It's always a knockout, good brother. We got a lot to talk about, man. This, this is a, a championship edition almost. Uh, so let's go ahead and get into it. Bellator 77 this Friday in, in the uh, SAP Center in San Jose. We got a double championship main event. Uh, looks like we got AJ McKee and Patricio Pitbull for the featherweight championship. And then also the uh, finals of the Bellator Light Heavyweight World Grand Prix Tournament. Uh, tell us what you got and, and who you got. Oh, man, I had a chance to talk uh, with a number of the fighters today in the press conference. And Pitbull, he really is looking to get vengeance. Uh, uh, AJ took the belt from him, and he's like, look, I don't care about the belt. I want my revenge. And he is very, very driven. However, he's only had eight months, and that's not a lot of time to to, to – Fix your game when you're coming in against a young lion like AJ McKee, who destroyed Pitbull in the first fight. I mean, I, I don't know that the fight went, you know, a full three minutes or so. He yeah, got did. in there, heard him, got the rear naked choke. It was done. AJ saying, okay, it'll go to the second round this time because he won't be as uh, emotional as he was last time. And admittedly, well, somewhat admittedly, Pitbull was like, yeah, you know, I'm going to be cool this go around. If you're cool this time, it means you were emotional last time, even though he didn't want to say that. AJ is on a golden odyssey. He said, look, I want Bells and Rising. I want Bells and UFC. I want it all. And I'm trying to go 50 and 0 like Mayweather. You know, back in the day, the, the millennials want to be like Mikey like I want to be like money I want a hundred million dollars that's the goal preserving the O uh for Pitbull's a family affair he uh his brother 
got called out by AJ on Monday, uh, made Pitbull even matter. And then his son did dropped about 30 and did 30 pushups in the press conference today. So it, it was a family affair. Now for Vadim Nemkov, who is uh, the Bellator champ at light heavyweight has been that champ for about two years now. He is from Russia, lives in Russia, just got done getting a master's degree at a state college in Russia. I asked him about the war that was going on. And he said that it has made him very emotional. Like he can't watch the news. And that's something that um, the headline of the last Bellator fight uh, said uh, that he could not watch the news uh, either because of, of everything going on in, in Hungary. Uh, but now everything going on in Russia, in his country, you know, he mm-hmm. said he can't watch the news. It's made him very emotional. It has not impacted his training camp, though. So, like, he hasn't had to move camp or hasn't lost any uh, training partners due to the war efforts. But it definitely uh, is not a comfortable thing for him. How that will impact him in the fighting and his ability to compartmentalize, we'll see on Friday. Corey Anderson is on a mission to achieve crowning glory. He feels if he's the best in the world, he beat the last two UFC champions. So if he wins on Friday, he probably is the best. Likewise, if a Dean beats him, then he's probably the best in the world at light heavyweight. Uh, Corey f- flew in a couple of the coaches from Lincoln Community College, where he really got his start. They recently shut the school down, so he was really emotional about that too. So you got two two fighters going in that are going to have to deal with some of the emotions. Um, since losing to Johnny Walker in his last UFC bout, though, he said this is a business. I want to know what he meant by that. He said that the UFC told him he needs to be more exciting. When he did that, he got sloppy. He got caught. Uh, he is For him, business is just being himself. I asked him what his coaches have been saying. Say same thing. Be yourself. That's the name of the game. Take people down, ground and pound. UFC might not have thought it was uh, exciting, but it's been pretty exciting in Bellator. Well, I mean, it's definitely going to be a big fight. Not only is there a, a light heavyweight world championship on the line, but there's a million dollar purse. Yes, sir. That both of them are fighting for it, so it really might be about business. Yeah, yeah, it's all about business. Uh, Corey said uh, he, the only thing he's upset about is that their fight is the co-main and not the main event. Hey, Nikki, uh, but if it was a main event, then he'd be able to get the the champagne and the confetti. Uh, so if if he wins, I'm definitely gonna ask him. We are we changing our nickname, Champagne and Confetti, now from overtime. We'll see. Well, I mean, it's definitely gonna be uh, something to look forward to. But moving moving from one combat sport to another, uh, the unbeaten WBC and IBF welterweight world champion uh, Errol Spencer is gonna be in a title unification match with Jordinus Ugas. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's gonna be on April 16th. Uh, unification showdown at and Stadium. Now, ESPN is actually dubbing this the potential king of the of the welterweight bouts. Although I believe Thurman might have something to say about that because there's been a lot of back and forth about who should actually be in this bout. So, w- what do you think about all that? Well, the only person who um, would have claim to that title, or I should say, should have anything to say about that, is not Keith Thurman. But it's probably who Keith Thurman is going to fight next, which is uh, my man um, Bud Crawford, because that's the fight that should happen. Now, Spence came out recently and said, hey, look, you know, I um, 
Uh, my main goal is to keep looking great and, and keep winning. And I get that because it's prize fighting. And every time he wins, he wins a prize. But everyone wants to know what will happen if he got in there with Crawford. He didn't say, I'm looking to be the best. He said, I'm looking, I'm, I want to look good and I want to keep winning. There's no reason that he shouldn't be fighting Crawford right now. Now, mm-hmm. supposedly he's doing this for unification. Okay, that that's that is uh accurate and that's valid. You are getting a belt uh for this fight with Ugas, a man who was last beat by the last person that not last person, but person before last that you beat in uh Porter, who lost to you and got stopped by Terrence Crawford. Stopped so bad, all you did was shook your head and walked out of the the uh stadium so you know it yeah anyway that's the fight that all of the fight world wants to see and we i just hope they don't wait too late to make it well i mean spence has been waiting a while i know uh originally he was actually supposed to have the the pacquiao fight before he had to have surgery and i think the big thing right now between him and uh ugas is the fact that ugas actually got the fight that spence wanted with pacquiao correct no, well, that spent, yeah, yeah, he did. He and beat him handily. That would have been a crowning achievement for uh Spence, but now it's Ugas's crowning achievement. And really, what it says is Pacquiao was a wash, really wash. So, um, yeah, we'll, we'll see how things go. I, I don't expect it to be a competitive fight. I will be pleasantly surprised if it is, but uh, I, I just uh, Ugas to me is just not that dude. Okay, sounds like you're taking Spence. Yeah. All right. Well, what else you got for us today, boys? Uh, that that's about it. I would say that. Uh, well, I'll say the UFC does have a card uh, this week as well. Luke and uh, Bilal Muhammad will be fighting on that. Uh, but I'm, I'm looking forward to the Bellator card. That's the card of the week, and I've wrote an article about it yesterday. So uh, go to MTMVPN dot com and you can read all about it definitely looking forward to that article and looking forward to the fights this week thank you voice for another great week of fight updates mtmv sports it's your boy mike t's hey from the 304 to the trefo you already know Cause you lost me You like air, I'm like MJ cause you crossed me Got me slipping, you can say you really must me Just to go well, like we living on our property Move up, back, back, cause you lost me You like air, I'm like MJ cause you crossed me Got me slipping, you can say you really must me Just to go well, like we living on our property Move up, mic check, tell him beat it you the type of I deleted. Stepped in the back, I was bleeding. Down on my knees, I was bleeding. Lord, help me out, cause this work got me feeling the need me. Too cold, grab your clothes below zero. You know, I the holy road, I had to let you go. Turn around to the door, she does. I don't need that in my life no more. Baby, like, man, how you know? Cause the holy girl just told me so. Now move, move, walk back, back, cause you lost me. You like, yeah, I'm like MJ, cause you trust me. Say you really must be Just go well like we living on a rock Move up, back, back, cause you lost me You like air, 
like MJ, cause we cross me. Got me slipping, you can say you ready, much me. Hey everybody, we're back and we're talking about the NFL. You got the, you had the NBA, you had the WNBA, you had fight night. But now it's me and Rick talking about some good old pigskin. You ready, Rick? I am ready. Let's do it. All right. So we're talking about football. We want to take a second to just honor the life of the young Dwayne Haskins on April 9th, 2022. Haskins was hit by a truck and unfortunately killed on the scene at the age of 24. Dwayne Haskins was a very sweet man, very well known in the Maryland community. He went to Bulls School, which is in Potomac, Maryland. He's known, his nickname was Simba since he was a child. That was um, Lion King, one of his favorite movies. And he is someone beloved in the DMV area. Um, Haskins went to Ohio State. He was a star quarterback once he's once he got to play he um played for Ohio State, Ohio State he had 147 rushing yards and 2,804 passing yards he set some Big Ten records while he was there he was drafted in the first round of the 2018 draft he was the number 15 pick and at this moment we wanted to just say we. Our hearts and our prayers go out to the Haskins family and his beautiful wife. And we are so sorry for his devastating loss. Yeah. Um, I, I appreciate you diving into that, Nora. Um, so, you know, he was down in, in South Florida training with the Steelers, um, you know, uh, ahead of the 2022 season. He was doing his best to get ready, I guess, to compete with Mr. Bisky to take over that starting job. And from, from my standpoint, I feel like he had a good shot. Right. I, I feel I was going to be rooting for him this offseason to go ahead and overtake Mr. Trubisky. I know um, Trubisky is coming in as a you know, prize signing a free agent. Right. Coming from Buffalo. But for me, I was thinking, you know, I was hoping that he could you know, really, really fight for that spot. So um, it's, it's you know, he's so young and this is truly unfortunate. Um, we were going to talk. I know we're talking about Adam Schefter and I know that's kind of where we're about to head to yep. get into that conversation. Um, so when you saw, so, you know, Adam Schefter, he tweeted out, right? Um, he tweeted out this. Dwayne Haskins, a standout at Ohio State before struggling to catch on with Washington and Pittsburgh in the NFL, died this morning when he got hit by a car in South Florida, per his agent, Cedric Sanders. Uh, Saunders. Um, Schefter wrote, so Schefter wrote that, um, you know, as the first person to report um, you know, the, the loss of Dwayne Haskins. When you first saw the tweet, Nora, um, what would you feel? I was disgusted because Adam Shepard did not have to talk about his shortcomings. A young man died. So why are we going straight to something negative, especially if somebody that is prominent in this community has already immersed himself in the Pittsburgh community? Adam Sheffer actually knew that information. And instead of starting off with this young man from, um, from originally from New Jersey who grew up in Maryland, has passed away, we went to struggling quarterbacks. Talk about his, his career. His career has nothing to do with the person he is. And it was a short-lived career. And I felt like Adam Scheffler being someone in media, our job is to, yes, of course, report the facts. However, we also are human beings and we must also 
take the time to let people feel something. And that was something with Adam Scheffler was quick to just get out the news and not quick to actually dig into his humanity side, which is why he had to double back on it and delete the said tweet and then retweet out the same information again because he knew that was wrong. We all know that if if that was Tom Brady, it would not be that way. And not to, not to do with race or anything like that. It's just because of respect. And I don't think Adam Scheffler thought of, since Dwayne Haskins' career was not looked at as a success from his point of view, it wasn't given the courtesy of being pre- presented that way on his untimely death. Now, don't judge me is the way I'm going to start this this statement, right? So that's what I'll say. Can I have that agreement from you, Nora, that I won't be judged you during the segment? You are judgment-free zone. <laughs> All right, good. Um, initially, when I first, uh, when I saw the tweet and I saw the uproar, I didn't quite get it. I didn't quite understand it. Only because I understand that whenever you're consistently, you know, um, trying to push out information and push out information, push out information, especially when it's time for you to kind of work with the character that you have on Twitter, right? Um, and, you, and you're in a struggle to, you know, I guess get the information out there. Sometimes you can make mistakes. And I saw this as an immediate mistake that would be, you know, something that would, you know, be apologized for and then, you know, go away, right? I didn't think that it was something to crucify Adam for, right? And and I know Adam Schefter doesn't need me or anybody else to defend him. So I'm not doing that. I just didn't think. I didn't think at that moment that we would immediately crucify Adam Schefter um, for what he said. Now, he, you said, you're right. He went back and said, yo, I was wrong for that. Right. And he apologized. And so he said it was insensitive. It was a mistake. And I can assure you um, it, it's not my intention. Right. I wish I could have taking that tweet back the focus should not have the focus should have been on Dwayne who was a person a husband a friend and so much more I want to apologize to Dwayne's family his friends and the players in the National Football League and offer my condolences to everyone close to Dwayne now when I first saw the tweet and I saw the uproar I called Conrad right Mm -hmm. and because Conrad said he wanted to catch the fade with Adam and I'm like why bro like, why the fade? And he was like, man, you didn't see what I saw? I, I I saw it, but I didn't have the same reaction. So he explained to me one thing that I didn't fully catch, I guess, initially was the insens- insensitivity came from the rush to be first. Yes. And, and that's the issue with media so far. Right. Think right. about Kobe. And, His right. daughter found out that he was killed in a, in a, a helicopter accident on Twitter not from the police at the door because everybody wants to be first. And sometimes that's where our our humanity as reporters, as people in media have to step in. We cannot rush to be first, especially reporting tragic news. Adam Scheffler also rushed in a positive way, rushed to be first to report Tom Brady retirement before Tom Brady actually said, I'm retiring. So it's just, instead of trying to be first, let's be right. Because how quickly he tweeted that out, he took it down as fast as that and reposted something else as if no one saw that tweet. And you are yeah. uh, you are the football guy. Like, everybody looks to you and Ian Rappaport. 
for football news, trades, deals, everything. So be right is more important than being first. Because you don't see Ian Rappaport doing that. Um, Ian's going to have his time. And right? so like, yeah, Ian, Ian's going to have, right. Mm-hmm. Ian's going to have so, his time. And, and thank God, I'm going to say this. Thank God that we're not as big as those guys right now. Because it could be me too. Right? Like, it could so, be us too. We have, Wouldn't we have, that be we should try to work on being right than then being first? Absolutely. Absolutely. So it'll be it's one of the things that um that I'm I'm gonna think about, right? Like one of the things that we will preach here, one of the things that we'll try to practice here, right? It's it's doing our best to be right and be correct in the way we deliver as mm-hmm. opposed to trying our best to be first, right? Yes. And so I think that's the right approach in this particular situation. Um, but but I you know, I, I forgive the situation, right? I forgive him. He he asked for forgiveness and and he didn't just kind of do that, he he reached out to you know his colleagues first. Right. Before mm-hmm. he kind of came to everybody else. And so, you know, um, I, I my forgiveness is there. I don't know how everybody else feels. I know people want to cancel him and get him fired. Um, he's not getting fired, but he's, yeah. he's not getting fired. Right. But he's people want him fired. fired. Right. People want him fired. All right. Let's get into these sad teams. Um, yeah. Talk about <laughs> <some failure. laughs> All right. Cool. Yo, we 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 went out and sat out on a mission to make sad teams better. Right. Teams that had a a horrible last year. Teams like the Texans and the Jets. I think those are the two we're going to focus on. Right. Um, Oh, yeah. We we decided to make them better. So uh, we went into the draft. I went into a mock draft simulator and start thinking about ways to possibly make these teams better. Nora, do you want to go first or you want me to go first? I can go first. Okay, go for it. The thing that we're going to see at the 2022 draft, we're going to see a lot of offensive linemen go in the first round, especially in the first five picks. For the Texans, they need offensive linemen. They are sticking with um, their quarterback. I don't know why, because the Texans need help in every capacity. But they're going offensive line first. I think they're going with Evan Neal from Alabama. Why not get a Bama boy? Bama breeds uh, offensive linemen, they beat um, defensive men, so why not get them? So that's why they're going to probably go first. And then after they pick the offensive linemen, they're going to need an edge. And I think they're going to go with – if Aiden if Aiden Hitchinson's still on the board for Michigan, that's a, like you got to snatch him. He's a need for, uh, for, for Texas. And they also need – again, they need defense, safety. Maybe round about mm, round two safety with Jaquan um, Brisker from Penn State. He's um, a great tackler. He has great instincts and he is great in coverage. That's necessary for what they need to rebuild in their defensive side. And then they also, I think, around maybe round three, they need to get a running back. We need a running back in in Houston. Okay, Isaiah Spiller is who I think they should go from Texas A and M. He's a strong running back. He also played against some of the best defensive teams in college football. So they need to, re- like how we talked about, me and C talked about rebuilding the fever. The Texans, this is a rebuilding year because there is no playoffs coming. No. But this is about starting from scratch and building back up. Look, I like the way you dove in. Um, and I like kind of where you're going with the rebuild situation. My thing is I want to l- do a little bit of, you know, reminiscing here right either reminiscing or dreaming and that's kind of the mm-hmm. theme of what i did for the jets here at ford at the fourth pick i went with sauce gardner uh my gardener from cincinnati right i thought because i'm thinking you know bring back revis island 
right? Um, if you can do it in any way, and a lot of people believe he's the best cornerback in this draft. I don't know. I'm still kind of torn between him and Derek Stingley, um, but a lot of people believe that he's the number one guy here. Um, they wanted um, – facts, facts. <laughs> Yo, they wanted – welcome, welcome. Um, Dr. Silva, I see you, bro. Appreciate you being here, man. Um, they also – I'm also looking at um, – Jamison Williams, right? You know, they went heavy after Tariq Hill. They didn't get him. Why not go after the next best thing, right? At pick number 10, if he's still on the board, I grab him, right? I know we need a, another weapon. I know we have some, but we don't have a good enough. We don't have a lot, enough weapons. I go ahead and grab him. Oh. Um, Perrion Winfrey at pick 35. I went. I thought uh, to go after him. He killed it at the Senior Bowl. We had an interview with him. He went nuts, right, at the Senior Bowl. And I believe he's a good guy, especially to grab at pick number 35. And then finally, I went running back like you in the second. Um, with pick number 38 was Kenneth Walker. So I thought, you know, it was a good way to kind of get them back to where they needed to be. But that's it for us. Um, yeah, anything you want to say, Nor? No, that's it. Well, we, we picked two of the worst teams, and we're trying to help them out with their draft picks. We'll see on April 28th which way the Texans and the Jets will go. But we will see how all 32 teams play out on April 28th. Tell me about the experience this week. How has it been? It's been awesome. You know, I think uh, uh, Doug Williams and Shaq Harris, the Black College Hall of Fame, have done a great job of putting the best together for these guys, giving them a chance to showcase themselves in front of NFL personnel. So it's been a great week. I uh, look forward to uh, a culmination of a great week with a phenomenal football game. How many? Um What's good, everybody? It's your man, The Voice, bringing you this week's timeout. This is where we take a step back and assess the game of life, looking to guide for strategies to bring us true success. This week's thought, be still. The Summer Olympics were last year, and one of the most lucrative, exciting, and boring sports that it hosts is track and field, specifically running. In my sincere opinion, pardon the pun, Rick, anything at the track that's longer than 400 meters is an exercise in futility. I mean, even the 400 is borderline crazy. I'm sure athletic apparel companies would disagree with me, but I ask that you hear me out. With the 400 and higher, you start at one point and run as strategically fast as you can to get back to the point that you're standing in. Why? I know, I know. Health benefits, test yourself, runners high, blah, blah, blah. You're already there. You're using all this energy to get where you already are. I'm sorry. It's a maddening concept. What could you have done and accomplished with that energy, focus, and time if you were doing something else? I mean, you're literally chasing the wind. And when it's over, the only thing that changes in the world is that you're tired and you're sweaty. Unfortunately, we participate in many futile activities. Life causes us to feel helpless. Pocket crack makes us think that we've got to do something all the time. And the things that we do, really, is just waste our resources and accomplish nothing. We get lost in social media rabbit holes or playing games on our phone. So often, we're doing anything, trying to make something happen in our lives. And when it's done, we have nothing but sweat to show for it. Have we sought God? Are we doing what he says? Or are we doing the things that we think that we should do? Even when we do what he says, are we content waiting? Success, money, notoriety. We want it all last week, dropped at our doorstep like Uber Eats or Amazon package. Psalms 46.10 says, be still and know that I am God. I'll be honored 
by every nation i'll be honored throughout the world settle your mind pull back on activities know that god is in control we can't make anything happen outside of him anyway political industrial and social leaders only steward the control that's given to them they don't have to know god or be subject to him their belief or lack thereof doesn't hinder his supremacy or his sovereignty every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that he is lord like gold in the fire our deeds will be tried by god whether good or bad the only things that will last are what we do for him so here's the play trust god do what he says rest in him whatever we accomplish is because he's given us the strength the intellect and the tenacity to do so it's your man the voice of this week's timeout. all right time to get back in the game of life until next week ready break Hey everybody, welcome back. I just want to say the voice's timeout was amazing, but I just want to say as a three-time triple jump and 200 meter runner champion, track is not boring. Okay, so <laughs> we're gonna start our new segment called the Gauntlet, where 
we're going to put a thing out there. Oh, homie got to defend it, and people got to come at you. So we're going to start with my girl C. She going to defend this, y'all. Henny, like we said, Henny, Henny girl will not be a bust in the WNBA. Girl, tell me why she won't be. She will not be a bust because she just already shows that each year she gets better. Her first two seasons, she averaged five to eight points. Her last two seasons, she averaged 11.5 points, 3.9 assists, 3.1 rebounds. She can defend. She can facilitate the ball. She can. She has a streaky shot. She was coached by Dawn. Her final season, she shot 40.3% from the floor. Um, 39.9% from three. She's already in Indy. She's ready to go. She's fueled by hunger and she's very humble. So she's ready to ball. And then her teammates that got drafted with her. Yeah, they're ready. They're ready. Okay. So you said it. Okay. We'll see. You're on mute. So let's get to it. Because I want to hear what you guys say. You came out spicy with it. Let's go. Let's go. Let's you, go. you said a lot of popular words, and I would agree with you, unfortunately. Indiana, in my in my personal opinion, had a draft that was all over the place. When you count everything that she's done in college, has been amazing. But you have to also consider she's coming in playing behind three other point guards, I believe, uh, Danielle Robinson, Victoria Vivens, and Lindsey Allen. Now, if she's able to make the team, sure. But it's going to be a long shot considering everyone else that's there, the fact that Indiana is already rebuilding. So you bring in a rookie on an already rebuilding team, that usually means disaster. I unfortunately don't see it. I believe she was drafted by a different team like she should have been. It would have worked out. But coming into an already stacked team of, of rebuilding, I just don't see it. Don't you think that's going to fuel her fire? already because she went 20th in the draft and thinking that she was going to go higher, got to a team that is in the process of rebuilding. She might be the X factor. And she could be an X factor, but let's honestly think about it historic wise, how often that actually works out, especially on the rebuilding team. The fever haven't done anything significant in a, in a few years. And it's mainly because of the issue from bringing in players like Henny, when you already have a number of players already in that position. I would love to see her succeed, but they have to get rid of some of those point guards they already have ahead of her so that she has a fighting chance to do so. And I just don't see it with that current office. Okay, 15 seconds. See, you're both. Well, when she does make the team and when she comes off the bench and she's in, let's say, the second string, you know, and she brings it when they're down by 15 and she comes off the bench and gives them that, you know, that, that grit that she has and they get back in the game, she's going to be a star. All I'm right. looking for what I hope it happens. All right, Will, you have 15 seconds. <laughs> I mean, I think she's a great player. I, she brings a lot to the table. She has a, a great three-point shot, and she plays incredible defense. And she's right. She's very gritty. But it's just a matter of how much she's playing behind and the fact that it seems like Indiana went into that draft with no plan whatsoever. Okay. Okay. So we're supposed to def- – um, the topic was defend as so – Will, you're supposed to say that she is going to be a bust. She kind of defended why she won't be. So she going to get to have this W this week for this topic. For the ladies. Hey, Let's do it for the it. ladies. <laughs> <laughs> so we are up next with Conrad. Okay, Conrad. I need you to defend the topic. What's up? What's up? will not will be non-relevant for at least 
the next five years in the in college football? I mean, I mean, I totally agree, but at the same time, um, you gotta you gotta think about what Norville is building at the school. Uh, you you have uh, guys coming in, they're transferring. The transfer portal has changed the whole entire game. You can get that guy that was uh that you know that was the five star that you was looking at. Things didn't go right at the program. Hey, come to Florida State. We'll treat you right. We'll make sure you get set up. We just we just um we did the locker room locker room looking sweet. We just did we just did uh, we did the practice facility. Not only that, put, implemented more to uh, more of the nutrition stuff and everything, and we got more restaurants around around uh, around the city. Not only that, we got family down the road. Listen, Florida State. I wouldn't say they will come back. They they won't be irrelevant, but I will say this. They will be. They will come back within the next three years, because what, what? Like I said, Norvell's building a uh, building a championship team over there. We got AJ Duffy right now as the second uh, as the second string quarterback, one of the four star quarterbacks coming in uh, coming in from uh, coming in from California. Not only that, we got another kid right behind him, AJ uh, not AJ Chris Parsons. He's another four star uh, quarterback of Virginia dual threat. Highly sought after. This guy can go ahead. This guy can be, possibly be the guy that takes Florida State over the hump. He's coming in at 6'1", 200 pounds, rocket arm. Also, man, you have to you have to see what he uh, you have to see what's going on with the defensive line with Florida State. Florida State has brought in uh, Mr. Mr. Come on, Burst. got five seconds. Sorry, sorry, Mr. Verse. And now Mr. Verse is one of the top defensive linemen. Look. Florida State will be back within three years. I wouldn't say five. Irrelevancy, no. Okay. Yo, right. that that was forever. That took forever. That wasn't even thirty seconds. That was like, am I am I being muted? Am I muted? I'm not. God, you're not muted. You're not muted. It's not. I don't know if it's my turn yet. Can I? Is it my it's turn? The or? voice is turn. It's okay, the voice okay. is turn. So, voice, you believe that Florida State will be relevant. For, the, for at least the next five years. I Why? Now nah, he thinks it'll take five years for them to get back to relevant. It, it take at least five years for him to get back. Yeah, it, it's going to take at least five years. I mean, okay. let's see. They've had all kinds of coaching changes. Continue to have coaching changes. Uh, you know, and not just coaching changes. You talk about the transfer portal. I mean, yeah, they got an old boy from Georgia. Okay, that was nice last year, but even before they could hit the transfer portal. Let us not forget about the decommit that shook up the world. Travis Hunter went to Jackson State. Oh, and then he pulled Kevin, Kevin Coleman, who FSU was one of his final schools. He didn't even have a Jackson State hat on the table. Pulled him over to Jackson State away from uh, FSU. It's like Florida State is a place to go away from. I mean, you even have coaches uh, and stuff that are leaving Florida State. And and going different places. How much so, research have you done with the with the, with the coaching uh the coaching? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Like, it, it's my know. turn, and then it's it's Rick's turn. You just mad you get ready to lose, oh, right Conrad. You have been covering Florida State football ever since MTNV Sports' inception, and they were garbage before you start covering it, and they have been garbage since. You said it. As a matter of fact, last year you 
left them alone and tried to find another team to follow. So how can they get relevancy in the next five years when they have been the epitome seed? I don't even know if that's a word, but I'm making it up. The epitome seed of, it's the epitome, the epitome seed, though, of inconsistency and instability. That's why I had to put the C on the uh, epitome. Okay, now it's Rick's turn. Yeah, uh, you know what to ask at this point. <laughs> listen, listen, they've been they've been garbage um since we've started. Only seven years, only seven wins the year we started in 2017, right? Um, five year wins after that, six wins after that, three and six in 2020, and then five and seven last year. So for the last five years, they've been garbage, right? And I don't think it's about to change in any way, shape, or form. Um, voice already mentioned the fact that you're losing recruits to HBCUs. That's historic, right? That's that's one like he already talked about that the sec is getting stronger right the secs get i mean yeah the sec is getting stronger and they're getting stronger by the year and you guys are on the bad end of that right we're looking they're at the acc rick no 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 i'm saying the sec is getting stronger and they're the relevant conference right your conference isn't even the most relevant conference and you're one of the worst teams in an irrelevant conference so what are we talking about Right, and you're talking about restaurants. That's great. I'm glad you guys are getting better restaurants. You said, F, um, fam, you was right down the road. They stealing recruits from y'all, and they're gonna keep doing that because y'all got better restaurants around there as well. Right? If I look at what I'm, if I look at Florida State, I look at a sad situation. Until you put all your money and your resources and everything that you got into go and get Dion, right? Because that's probably your only hope. That's the only hope out of this situation. Outside of that, you will be irrelevant for way longer than five years. I hate to say that to you. Okay, guys. Each of you guys will have 15 seconds to, I guess, fight each other. So I'm going to start one. Conrad, you're going to re- start rebuttaling. You might as go last. Okay. Um, voice, you're going to start with why Florida State is trash, starting now. Florida State is trash because – they are mired in all kinds of inefficiency. Uh, they keep either not choosing the right people or not giving them enough time to make things happen. That uh, They're in a state where things don't lend themselves well to the college game. Now the NIL has come into play. They're going to have to change some things there. And like Rick said, they are the number right. two. Okay. Sorry, sorry, boys. I don't like some people off. All right, Rick, you got yours. 15 seconds starting now. Listen, if it wasn't for Jermaine Johnson, you guys would be irrelevant even in the NFL draft. And that's never been a thing for Florida State, but it is a thing right now, right? The fact that you're not even producing enough NFL talent is a problem that you're going to see for a little while now. You're talking about all these guys transferring in. I think you'll lose that transfer battle to a lot of these schools that are on the come up. I'm sorry, bro. All right, Connie, it's time for you to now either destroy them both or yield the sword, starting now. Bobby Bowden came in, and when he came in, he came into a a situation that was terrible. And Bobby Bowden, he took the time to build the team, and he built to what Florida State is. And I believe that's going to be the same thing that Norville will do. That's my time. Okay. Well, it seems like, based off the facts I was just given, that Florida State is going to be trash for a while, longer than we thought. So, 
you two will advance on to, I believe, the next round of Gauntlet when we're going to now bring up Will and we're going to talk about some wrestling. Right? We'll see. So, I mean, I should that mean okay? We'll see. So, uh, you're going to defend this statement mm -hmm. grown people can still watch wrestling, or grown can still watch wrestling. So, us as adults can still watch WWE starting now. Of course, I'm most of us grew up watching with our grandparents, and it, and it was nostalgic. I mean, you're what you're watching people every day watch stuff like uh, Love and Hip Hop and uh, other reality shows. So essentially, you're literally watching a reality show, but it's sports entertainment wise. Um, I personally don't think there's anything wrong with that. Another great thing about it is now is that it's not our it's not our grandparents wrestling. Like this is uh, much more cultural wise. You have a lot of uh, black women now who are really taking over the sport, who are literally champions of the the biggest titles. Uh, in whether it be WWE, AEW, or uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling. So, I mean, right now, professional wrestling is not only popular, but is becoming even more uh, a part of the culture than it was before. Okay, okay. You got 10 seconds to keep fighting if you want. No, I mean, listen, folks watch reality TV every day. So grown people can watch professional wrestling. I mean, we watch sports. That's what we love to do, man. You're going to watch what you want to watch regardless. I know 30-year-old cats that watch anime. I ain't about to judge them for it. Do what you do. <laughs> okay. Okay. See, you're going to now. I watch anime. That's real. Like, wrestling is there. Like, that's real. They really, like, when I was a kid, I watched it. I'm not even going to hold that to you. But now, like, that's real. I try to sit there and watch it. Like, they really hit people. Yeah, the one of the biggest sure? guys, one of the biggest guys in the sports, just broke his neck. That was real, though. That's real. That's real. <laughs> Whether you believe it or not, these guys are taking, and, and I I know because I'm I'm actually friends with some of these people. They're taking actual bumps, like they're li literally hitting their bodies. Granted, the storylines may 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 be made up and it, it, it may be created, but what they're actually doing when they're in the ring, that's real. It takes an actual athlete to do that. I it just I don't it it just doesn't look real to me so I can't get interested in something that doesn't look real like and like I get it with reality TV there's there it's not real but it's drama who doesn't like drama that's why we create this show and have different opinions because it creates a narrative and there's drama but wrestling I mean maybe because I don't understand it but it just doesn't show like give me realness that, that these people are really fighting for like the title like it looks fake When's the last time you watched it? Um, when they have was having some special, there was like two girls and there was a trash can. Like seriously, that was two girls in a trash can. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't know, I don't know when that was, but the one thing I suggest you to do is go back and watch WrestleMania from last year. It was literally the first time two black women fought in the main event of WrestleMania, which is literally one of the biggest sporting events. Are they like jacked up in muscles and stuff? Oh, no, no, nah, they're not. They're not. I mean, Bianca Belair is actually, was actually a track star, I believe, uh, at Tennessee. You got Jay Cargill, who played basketball at Jacksonville. So, like, these women are literally taking over the sport. They're the biggest thing in the sport oh, right now. It's the perfect time to watch. Can I, can I, can I interject? Yes. I, okay, wait. awesome. All right, so I'm, I'm going to say this, bro. 
one time I, I used to be an avid wrestling fan, like for real, for real, right? And so at one point, this is before my marriage, I went, I bought a ticket down to go to the see to see Raw at um I want to say Phillips Arena, right? And so I paid 80 bucks, man. I, I was I got all the way down right at the very ring. And once I was there, my perspective was changed forever. <laughs> I finally saw <laughs> I finally saw the <laughs> and, the, <laughs> and I was like, what is this? I had to I had to like leave those close seats and walk all the way back so I can enjoy the rest of the event, right? Because it was so fake in my eyes. Like once I finally got a chance to see it up close, it looked so fake that I could never fully overcome it. The next time I went to WrestleMania, I was seated at the very, very top. I went with my nephew and I went only because of my nephew. I was seated at the top of the Superdome at the furthest possible seat that you can get away from the actual ring so I can restore a little bit of sense of something, man. It is tough as a grown man to watch two grown men fake fighting. I'm not lying to you. <laughs> it, 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 just <laughs> it just don't feel the way it should feel. Now, what the voice is paying attention to, I'm down with 100%. But grown men watching two grown men have a fake altercation is a really, really tough thing to sell to me. Okay, voice. What you feeling? I feel like what Rick said. I, I <laughs> The reason... One of the reasons I am an avid MMA fan is because it is everything that wrestling portrays itself to be, but they actually hit each other. I mean, now, granted, uh, I know about all of the, the pain and suffering that wrestlers go through. I know about all the concussions and things uh, that they deal with it. And what they do is real and it's very taxing on their bodies, but the theatrical nature of it and the fact that even though in the ufc dana white stages a lot of things by who he will and will not allow to get the title which he picked that up and really got that from vince mcmahon um but in vince mcmahon he actually gets to make the decision uh dana just says who can and cannot fight but he can put someone in there i.e uh uh funk master who won last week and be mad that he won because the judges gave it to him and said, oh, they were wrong, they were wrong. If it was WWE, it wouldn't happen. So, yeah, it's uh, I can't deal with it. I can't deal with it. I, I do salute the resurgence of it with the women. And they had, like, an all-women's uh, WrestleMania not too long ago and, and some other stuff. Hey, kudos, congratulations. Uh, but it, it is not the thinking man's outlet. Okay, Will T, giving you 15 seconds to just pretty much either shoot everybody's Argument down or yield to the sword. Go. It's a thinking man's outlet. This is a billion dollar industry. Um, if you want to see what you feel like is real professional wrestling, I implore you to watch uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling matches because those matches are literally uh, almost death matches to a certain extent sometimes. They literally tell you when you're watching WWE that this is sports entertainment. It's not supposed to be knockdown, drag out fights like UFC. As a matter of fact, a lot of guys like Brock Lesnar and Bobby Lashley come to WWE so they can extend their careers instead of being in UFC and continuing the fight. These guys are breaking okay. their bones on a consistent basis. I mean, I love it. I, I ain't gonna lie. I enjoy it. Okay, you guys heard Will share and try to definitely take on this posse. But as somebody who thought they was Jeff Hardy running down, doing the swanton bomb off of couches and finding out that I can really get hurt, 
it's fake. So um, the gauntlet will go to C. She won both of her debates. And Rick, he won both of his debates. And hey, voice, you won both of your debates. So shout out to all three y'all because y'all are wearing I that. I feel like it was rigged. Way like Thanos because y'all no. the winners this week. Information research. We got to do our jobs. Yeah, nah, y'all was y'all was out here bullying today, man. I want to read. <laughs> I know, it, bro. Like that's what I'm saying. Like I want to like, 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 like they play like yo, we're gonna jump Conrad. Today. In, like in, word, in the conversation with C, I won because I was supposed to be talking about why she would be a buzz, not why she wouldn't. But you I, gave I wanna, her a lot of love. You're supposed you're supposed to be like, nah, she trash. But like, yeah, you got kill her. But you didn't wanna, kill her. I want to recount. We not killing <laughs> no one. First off, we're not killing nobody from the WNBA. We'll get canceled. We kill anybody from the WNBA. Exactly. And the voice is, is a bully because what you did to, to, to Conrad uh last time, that was that was wrong. And all Rick did was come in and jolly stomp the rest of us when everything was over. Y'all was dead wrong for this this week, and I'm coming I back next week. Show y'all right, the y'all, paper. y'all came in, y'all came in, man. That's messed that up. That tells me what y'all asked me to talk about. So, <laughs> when we, come back, we are gonna be saying goodbye because we're ending this week on a high. So we'll be right back. People get sad when they imagine that God goes missing. Some of y'all have been there. But before we go into that, I want to suggest to you that this year, you and I need to, maybe this is why the Lord gave me this psalm for this day. You and I need to declare a new devotion. Listen to the language of the text. As the deer pants for the water, so my soul longs after you. We got deacon at this church who's a fantastic uh, deer hunter. And uh, me and Deacon Nash have been begging to go deer hunting. Don't judge me. Don't judge me. All right. I grew up on the far south side. People shoot other worse things, you know. So um, I just, we, we just went and he said, well, you know, it's, it requires a lot of safety. You're not going to go out as a novice. I want you to read this book. He gave me an entire, a, a slit out of an encyclopedia on studying deer. And I've been reading through this thing. And I've discovered some interesting things about deer. They're such little beautiful animals, too, you know, and when you think about it. They, they are, they have the highest sensory pickup of any animal in the wild. They can smell you four football fields away. They are equipped with the keen sense of their awareness because they are constantly hunted down. Not by guys with guns, but often just by other animals in the kingdom. And so they have this thing where they are always looking out for predators. They, They are equipped with the kind of muscle structure that helps them to run really fast. The, 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 the idea is that the deer lives in constant danger. But, but they are built to be able to handle constant danger. I'm trying not to preach already. The, the, the psalmist understands even this. When, when a deer feels like it's in danger, it starts to pick up running real fast, but a deer does not sweat much. And so in order to cool itself off, the deer pants when it's under pressure. It cannot sweat much, so it breathes real fast. 
But when it breathes real fast, it releases its own scent, which creates a trail by which other animals can find it. But if it can get to water and lower its head down in water, the water snatches the scent and the predator cannot find the prey. The psalmist says, as the deer is looking for some water. If, If you're in danger this morning, God is saying, if you're looking for a refuge, if you can get to me, I can hide you. I can cover you. Is there anybody here today where the hounds of depression have been coming upon you? The, the, the mounds of grief have been coming. If you can get to the water, God is able to cover you. Bruh. Bruh. Thank you so much for, to the, that pastor for sharing such impactful words as those of you guys who are christian you are know this is the holy week this is the week and this is the time where we have to look at the ugly side of humanity as we celebrate the death and resurrection of jesus christ so we are going into our easter break those of you guys who are listening and also are going to your passover season starting on friday Happy Passover and happy Easter to all of you. And you'll see us next week at this time, 930 on Facebook Live. Check out our show. And until then, you guys stay blessed, stay safe, and continue to live beautiful lives. Bye.